Welcome back into the mental game where this week's guest is country singer and rapper David Morris. I said I'm never going to rap again because I wanted to run as far away from that and let people know like that's not me. And in this episode, David opens up about his music career, his West Virginia roots, his personal life, relationships, the ups and downs of the music industry, and that effect on his mental health. All of that and much, much more coming up in this episode. But once again, if you're loving the mental game, please like, subscribe, rate, review, tell your family, tell your friends, as we try to help as many people as possible with their mental health. But now it is time for the latest episode here on The Mental Game with David Morris. Welcome back into the mental game. As you can tell, I'm joined by a very special guest, West Virginia's own David Morris. D, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, we're in Nashville here at Sony, and you've had a tour recently. You're on the road for a long time, performing a lot of the new stuff. What's life been like for you? It's a dream come true. Yeah. You know, you start making music and you dream of one day releasing the music, mm -hmm. and then one day of people listening to the music, yep. and then one day of maybe making a music video, and then one day of starting to do shows and touring and so it has been a journey but i'm very blessed and i'm very excited and i'm more motivated and inspired than ever so it's great man yeah it's been fun watching you over the years and you know i got to see you with some of our buddies uh eddie and sean up yep. in columbus and cincinnati at your shows we're gonna get into all that here in just a sec but first thing i ask everyone on the mental game is what does mental health mean to you and people have a different way of answering this whether it's something they hadn't really thought about until maybe they got older in life. Maybe there was a traumatic event that changed their perspective on mental health. But I ask you the same thing. What does it mean to you? So I, th I think it obviously, like you said, has different meanings for different people. For me, it's always having that internal conversation. Mm -hmm. If I'm stressed out, if I'm upset, <clears throat> I'm just like, think I like ask myself, D, what's up? I'm hungry. I need to eat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or it's like, I haven't had enough coffee. My head, I need more caffeine. Yeah. You know, or hey, I haven't been to the gym in a couple of days. I really need to go to the gym. And I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people, from me going to the gym, getting a workout in, is that like it helps to relieve, relieve stress and yeah. kind of ground you. And so that's, that's what it is to me. It's just like checking in with yourself and doing a simple of like, just literally ask yourself, like, D, what's up? Why, okay, right now you're in a bad mood. Why are you mm -hmm. in a bad mood? And oftentimes I'll just talk myself through. I'm like, I, mm, mm, there's no real answer, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, I think it's just so important to communicate not only with people that you surround yourself with, but yourself. Yeah. Taking care of you and figuring out what works best for you is huge. Obviously, music is a right. big part of that equation for you. It's your job. But I have to imagine that feels like therapy in a sense, writing yep. and performing, right? Absolutely. Like, I always say in my shows that, like, I introduce um, the song where the back road ends, and you know I say, "Hey, for you guys, coming to a show is therapeutic. Turning on music is therapeutic. But for me, writing the music and performing the music is definitely therapy. It's definitely allows me to externalize yeah. these emotions. Um, and I think by putting it out to the world and letting people hear it, and people telling me that they relate to it, I, that is is so." cathartic is like mm -hmm. knowing that like hey i'm not alone they're not alone we're not alone you know and that's right. so so valuable i was going to ask you when you discovered music being your passion when you knew you wanted to be a musician but you just talked about how hearing people's stories of your music making them not feel 
alone anymore, that they have the same problems right. that you're going through listening to your music. Was there a, a song or artist or, or certain music that you listened to growing up that, that made you feel less alone? You know, I, I can't really pinpoint a specific artist. I listen to so many different types of music mm -hmm. and different genres of music, and I feel like that's what I take into making music is I just make stuff that I want to hear and right. a lot of different genres and different different vibes. But I think the cool thing about music is a different song, a different artist, a different vibe, a different genre for different emotions at different times, right? Yeah. So if you're, you know, down on yourself, you might want to listen to you know, a song that's going to uplift you. Mm -hmm. If you're going to the gym, you might want to listen to a song that's going to, you know, get the energy up and motivate right. you, you know? Um, if, you go, if you're going through a, a breakup, you want a song that's like, you know, a heartbreak song. So that's what's cool about music is for whatever you're going through with your, your mental game, your mental health, there's a song for it. There's an artist for it. Plug the mental game. I like that in that sense. Yeah, that's, yeah, I got that's you. good. Got Thank you. you. Appreciate it. You. Uh, when did you know music was going to be um, something you wanted to pursue. Like, you know, you went to WV from West Virginia. I'm sure you had that battle that anyone does when they're in a creative field, whether it be, you know, music, performing, journalism, whatever it is, where right. you're like, all right, do I want to go after the passion or do I want to stay right. in the lane that most people go through? So when I was a freshman at WVU, I really started to like record music. Mm -hmm. And I was like 17 in my dorm room with my friends making music for fun. And I started to think, hey, I can do this. Hey, I, 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 this is fun. Like, it'd yeah. be cool to do this. And, you know, I think for me and what I tell a lot of artists will like come up to me at shows or a DM me for, you know, uh, feedback or like, hey, can I pick your brain? Like, yeah. what do you think is, I, I want to be successful at music. How do I do it? Asking me for advice. And I always tell you, it's like, hey, start out doing it as a hobby. Mm -hmm. You do it as a hobby, you do it because you love it. Right. Yeah. If you're forced into something or you're doing something just to make money or just because it's cool, you're it's probably not going to go anywhere. Right? right. It's just like people who are pro basketball players play basketball because they love basketball. Right. Right. People who are, you know, um, doctors, they become doctors because they love to help people. They love medicine that, you know, mm -hmm. so it starts there. And it's like it was me doing it for fun as a hobby with my friends when I was in college and over four years of college. I was like, hey, maybe there's something here and by the yeah. time I graduated I was like you know what I think I can do this and so it's just been it's at the end of the day though it's still a hobby because yeah. it's like that's why I never feel like I'm working right like my manager says do you need to take a vacay you're working too hard I'm like bro like I would do this whether I'm getting paid or not like I love it that yeah. much and so it's it's definitely amazing that I've been able to turn something that is so um cathartic something that is so um therapeutic into mm -hmm. my full-time job because it's like i always have music well it feels like it's what you're meant to do and it starts as a passion something fun with your friends in college and then you become dy which is your previous stage name before yep. david morris yeah when you were first getting into the game rapping and and doing shows and making songs i mean you had a pretty quick rise on youtube and you're like what was it 20 11 2012 when you kind of popped off on youtube so that was when i that was around the college days when i just started making music yeah okay and i was going by the name dy and i was like i always explain it like when you're young and you have your first girlfriend or your yeah. first boyfriend or first relationship your first love right yeah it's like 
you learn so much, you have so much fun, so many great times, but it's like they're not the one, right? right. That's what I look at like DY. And mm-hmm. so in 20, 2014, I retired that stage name and I was like, hey, something's missing. I feel like I'm trying too hard to be something I'm not. I feel like I'm I'm folding to the external pressures of like what's cool and like I need to get back to my roots. I'm a kid from West Virginia. I need to embrace that. I know that like my hometown was pretty boring and like there's nothing to be excited about, but like, hey, maybe if I actually talk about that and yeah. tell my stories, maybe people can relate to that. And so 20, 2015, 2016, I took time to just get better at a, get better as a songwriter, mm-hmm. get better as a singer and artist. And, you know, 2017, I think was around the first David Moore song. And ever since then, it's me just honing in and saying, hey, like, this is who I am. This is where I'm from. This is what I'm about. Right. Um, and I really don't care if, you know, it's like this genre or that genre. I try to just make music that sounds like me. And, uh, it's just it's been an, it's been a, it's been a journey, man. When you listen to your music now and your music before as DUI, I think was pretty good. Songs like Shooter McGavin, they they hit like they were pretty good yeah. songs. But this is what you're meant to do, and you can feel that it's your true, authentic self. Yeah. What was that internal battle like for you once you realized that you wanted to make the switch from this guy to the guy you are now? When it comes to the person, the music, I mean, there's a lot of of change and transition that has to go on there. Yeah, so, you know, in the DY days, I was kind of being lumped in as, like, a white rapper guy. And, like, it just wasn't me. It wasn't who I am. Like, I consider myself a songwriter, a storyteller. Like, there's so much more to that. And, like I said, there was just pressures from the outside and from, you know, the culture and just to do certain things and rap about certain stuff and make certain type of songs. And if you were a real fan of me back then, you knew there was deeper meaning. There are songs that I released that are, like, you know, reminiscent of some of the the newer David Moore stuff and so there was that that battle of knowing like hey like you know I took 2015-2016 I I said I'm never gonna rap again because I wanted to run as far away from that and let people know like that's not me to the point where like it wasn't until 2018-2019 where I was like actually now that I'm comfortable with who I am now that I've tapped into my roots now that I I I understand what I've been put here to do. Yeah. Maybe I can use the tools as a rapper and and pull pull the wrapping out of my tool belt, and I can start to start to contextualize that with David Morris. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you get songs like "Live from the Heartland" and "F350," "Wasteland Dreams," "Dutton Ranch." Like it was it was me having to make a conscious effort of like if I'm gonna rap, right? I want to stand out tell my story and say something to where people hear it and they're like, Dan, it's David Morse. Like, mm-hmm. that's something special. And I feel like a lot of times we, everybody as a person feels maybe alone or feels like an outcast or feels yeah. like they're misunderstood. And so it was me embracing that and saying, you know what, I want to be unique. I want to be an outcast. Like, I want to be polarizing. Right. Like, love it or hate it. But at the end of the day, if you listen to a David Morris song, I want two things to happen. I want the song to come on and you be able to say, David Morris, like, it, this is a David Morris song, right? Mm-hmm. Love my voice, hate my voice, love the music. It's like, it sounds unique to me. And number two, I want you to leave the song, I want the song to end and I want you to feel something. Whether it's Dutton Ranch and you just feel like you got a smile on your face <laughs> yeah. and you're like, bro, what did he just, that's crazy, the smile. Or you listen to a song like Where the Back Road Ends in this town and, mm-hmm. and you're you're maybe a little bit, you know, emotional because you can relate to the lyrics. Like the song I just dropped, Jenny's song, people are 
messaging me saying that they're crying after watching it. It's like, I want people to feel something, right? And if you have a song where people are like, mm, yeah, well, it was good. It's like, no. It's like you right. want people to leave it with emotion and leave it with helping them in some way. You mentioned the word feeling a lot in that answer. Feeling accepted by yourself, mm-hmm. by being your true self, but also being accepted by your fans when you change mm-hmm. your style and your music to being who you want to be. How good did that feel to feel accepted by the fans too? It was great. And it, it was at a point where I was willing to start completely from scratch right. and get rid of like if none of the DY fans from way back in the day followed me into the new David Moore stuff, I was okay with that. But I knew that my diehard fans that had been following me followed me because they can relate and because they can see through um, you know, the exterior. And so yeah, I mean it's amazing. And there's so many fans that have been following me since the early David Morris days and so many fans that have been following me since the early DY days. And so it's just great to know that like, you know, even back then I was touching people. I right. was helping people through stuff and you know, um it's what music's all about. It's a blessing. It really is. For you to uh see the success that you've had the last couple of years, I I think it's been as someone that's known you for I think 10 years now, it's so cool to look back and see I know likes and numbers aren't everything, yeah. but they help. They help the business. They do. They do. And so you went viral on TikTok uh, a couple times the past year. Mm-hmm. What what was that like? Seeing songs that you pour your heart into and you worked your ass off your entire life to finally have hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people <laughs> listening to it. Honestly, it was awesome. And I've said this. I've told this story before, but like, you know, carrying your love. It's a song that means a lot to me. Like, I'm from West Virginia. I live in Tennessee. I grew up listening to that song. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm carrying your love with me. West Virginia down to Tennessee, right? And I knew, and me and my team knew that it was going to be polarizing. We knew that, like, certain people wouldn't like me modernizing a classic song. Right. And so we got permission to do it, and we released it. And I guess it got in the wrong part of the algorithm on TikTok, and it was just, I was getting nothing but hate. I was getting nothing but people saying, apologize to George, this is terrible, making fun of it and all stuff. And... You know, I kind of just took in the stride of like, look, you get out of your bubble, right? Which my fan base, everything I release is awesome. Yeah. There's no haters because the people hearing my music are my fans, right? Yeah. But that was the first song that really got to a different audience mm-hmm. and was received with mixed reviews at first. And so, you know, I, people were hitting me up and like, man, are you, how are you doing? Are you okay? Like I see people, you know, aren't receiving the song. I'm like, I bro, literally could care less. Like I know the song is dope and I made the song for me. And so what I started to see is people that were hating on the song that were posting videos telling me to like apologize to George Strait or telling me that like, this is terrible. We're spreading the song. And then eventually that jump started this trend yeah. and this virality factor. And so I bring that up to say that one, if you don't know somebody personally and if you don't respect their opinion don't ever let anyone's opinion shift your you know self-worth or your opinion on yourself right or your energy at all yeah um and number two if you know something if that you're doing is the right thing yeah then don't let somebody else tell you it's not and so it was just a 
you know, so many artists have such a hard time with like negative feedback and comments and will like be quick to respond to comments and argue with people. It's like, dude, I'm not here. To argue. I, I, if you don't like it, great. I don't know you, you know, it's yeah. like I'm here to make music for people that like my music. And so, yeah. you know, it's interesting. And that was, that was, uh, it was funny because I feel like other artists might not have been able to receive that criticism or, or go with the flow as well. And I know artists and I like I'll see friends of mine who are artists who are like arguing with people that are like haters. And I'm like, dude, just let it go. dude. Yeah, there's like, nothing to gain by doing there's that. There's nothing just... to gain. And they just want attention. So um, but dude, it's been it's been great. And it's great that this music, you know, carrying your love and then Dutton Ranch was able to reach a whole new audience and and. The cool thing is that now it shows. I'm seeing three generations of fans. I'm seeing kids with their parents, with their grandparents. Yep. They're all fans of mine. And that's something I didn't expect. And it is so cool to see that and to know that um, the music is, is a positive influence on, you know, kids from eight years old up to 80 years old. Right. And, and you're, you talk about being a storyteller and a songwriter, just the emotions that you put in. Two songs now. There's turn up songs that you have, and they're course, great. And we have a lot of fun when, when you put those out, or you're at the show, and people are going crazy. But I think the emotional ties that you have to certain songs, like you mentioned, Jenny's song that just came out. But you have another song that you wrote about one of your best friends that passed away yeah. recently. Walk me through that because when you sing that song, you can feel that coming from your heart. Yeah, in, in 2019, one of my best friends, like a little brother to me, Adam Pennington, passed away. He battled. Uh, terminal illness cystic fibrosis for many years and mm-hmm. uh it was december of 2019 and it was like it was very it was one of those things where you know at some point it may happen right but my way to cope with that was to make music and i wrote a song called this town where i, I talk about it and i wrote a song where the back road ends um and you know it's one of those things man where you get to a certain point in life where you realize like stuff like that happens right you're adults people you know accidents happen tragedies happen and you have to figure out how you're going to deal with it and move forward and for me i have the music and you know um a lot of that album the red white american blues album was dedicated to him and dedicated to people that we've lost and i've had so many friends from my childhood people that i grew up with peers that um you know overdosed or mm-hmm. were taken from us in a, in, a, in a in tragic ways and so you know i always try to make sure that the music that i'm making relates to people right and i try to tell not only my story but the stories of people around me and make sure that at the end of the day the music is going to bring people together right because we all go through stuff and that's what i talk about in my live show is like hey like we all go through stuff and i need you guys to know that if you relate to my music that means that you're not alone Mm -hmm. because that music is my life and so it's just it's it's the most special part about being an artist is being able to connect with people like that the word relatable is something that i use all the time with mental health because that's how people get through the anxiety the depression the tough moments in life the up and down because like if they see you going through shit and they're a fan of your music it makes them feel like oh he got david david goes through the same stuff that i do i right. can get through it as well and you mentioned the shows the connectivity you just wrapped up your first headlining tour it was dope it was so cool to go to two of those shows with you um seeing the audience though you mentioned there's kids there there's couples there's it's a mix of people but they all feel like they have the same story as you yeah and i love when you ask 
you know, where are people from? Do they grow up like me? Is anyone from West Virginia? Yeah. Like, do you even feel like somewhat of an extension of like your friends and family when you're on this tour? Absolutely. That's what's so cool is like, you know, at every show, I stay after and meet all the fans. I do a free meet and greet at the merch table, and I will continue to do that until like I can't until there's like two thousand tickets sold, and I just can't meet everybody. Right? Because uh, it's very important to connect and let people know that, like, dude, I'm. I feel like so many times we idolize artists. We see them on the internet, or we see yep. them on TMZ and celebrities. Like these people are normal people yep. that have just figured out how to get really good at what they do yeah. and get paid to do what they love, and so. I just try to break down that barrier and let people know, like, dude, I'm just a regular guy that makes music, right? Have I yeah. had, I, maybe I've had a tougher life than you. Maybe I've had an easier life than you. Maybe I grew up on this part of this town or this side of the railroad tracks. Maybe I'm taller than you or shorter than you. Maybe I'm like, but we all have something in common. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's important. And that's what the music, the music is a great equalizer. And so I try to break down any other barriers and meet people and talk to them. And it means so much for people to just come up and say, hey, and take a yeah. photo. And I'm just like, still, I'm like, it's crazy to me that like in that when I'm not in performance mode and I'm not doing a show and official me like when I'm walking through the airport and somebody comes up, dude, I love your music, I take a photo. I'm just like, I'm like I'm in normal life mode. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, dude, of course. I'm like, people want photos with me. Like, this that, is dope. This is dope. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's just, it's, it's wild, man. Cause it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, we're just, I'm just a regular guy. Right. And it's it's cool to see, like, I don't know, your passion, your dream, finally. You, you've had moments of success, but tell me if I'm wrong. This feels like the first time where it's been this big, this stable, where yeah. you feel like your career is finally arrived in music. What's what's the goals going forward now? I mean, you just wrapped up your first headlining tour. Yeah. You've got some new music already out. Is there a new album in the mix? What's yeah, going so on? Yeah, so working on a lot of new singles. I just dropped a song, Jenny song. Yep. Very powerful, like story-driven song that if you're struggling with anything, I, I recommend checking it out. It's I, f I feel like it's maybe the most important song I've ever written. Mm -hmm. um, the music video is on YouTube. It's it's like a short film, basically. Um, so Jenny's song just came out. I'm releasing a song this week, which is probably out by the time people are watching this episode. It's yep. called Proud of You. Okay. And that's a song that's just like, I feel like the highest compliment you can give somebody or receive is somebody telling you that they're they're proud of you. Yeah. And so that's what the song is about. It's very uh, summertime, very happy. It's kind of, I want to, I did Jenny's song and released that. And I was like, you know what? I want to give people te <laughs> tears and then people are happy, happy tears. Right. So, um, and then working on an album, we're going to be releasing music the rest of the year, more shows. And it's just kind of like, I try not to get too caught up in the virality or the success and try to just stay focused and yeah. keep being excited. Um, and that's like, you definitely have to check in and like celebrate the, the successes, but also, you know, not let it go to your head because if you, start to have higher expectations, you know, then maybe you don't live up to it. And then, right. you know, um, so yeah, it's just staying focused, staying consistent and so much more music on the way. Last two questions. Uh, favorite memory so far, or favorite moment of this musical journey. I mean, I just sold out two nights in my hometown in Charleston, mm -hmm. West Virginia. That was, that was major. And it was just incredible seeing everybody there, singing all the words, knowing that these people come from where I come from knowing that a lot of times in places like West Virginia, we don't feel seen. We feel forgotten. We feel yeah. abandoned. Um, and knowing that, you know, we saw that two nights in a row, 
with just a couple social media posts. You know, yeah. we didn't need the radio. We didn't need billboards. We didn't need, you know, news articles. It's just like real authentic fans. Like that was definitely a major moment for me. And I'm just, I'm excited to go back, you know, later this year, hopefully, and do more hometown stuff. So you have a lot of hometown pride, just like I do for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And it's contagious. You can see it absolutely in your voice, in your face. Uh, you and Miranda yeah. have been together for a long time, and you yeah. bring her out yeah. in shows, and, and, and you guys just seem like your best friends, and you support each other through yeah. both your creative journeys. How important has it been to have each other and her by your side throughout this whole thing? Yeah, so my fiance Miranda and I have been together like almost 10 years now. Yeah. We're getting married in October. Let's go. Congrats. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. And it, it's exciting, man. And it's it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, <clears throat> you know, every relationship is different. For Miranda and I, we're both very independent people. She's very yeah. creative. She's an artist. She's a songwriter, singer, a model, a photographer, mm-hmm. just like I'm a songwriter, rapper, singer, director. Yeah. You know, like we, <laughs> we have our own things. And I feel like we support each other so well. Yeah. And um, we try to just communicate as like openly and often as possible. And just having her by my side is um, she's my biggest cheerleader, but also will be my biggest critic if needed. Like she'll right. give me just authentic feedback, yeah. you know, and that's the feedback that I care about. So if a <laughs> random person online is like, I don't like that, or mm, it could be better. Like, I don't know you, but if Miranda <laughs> or if, you know, our buddy Eddie or somebody, they're like, eh, you know, that's when I'm like, okay, maybe I, I need to tweak some stuff. So it's great. Yeah. It's, you know, having a partner that's also, you know, your best friend, but also somebody that you really trust their opinion and yeah. value their opinion on. It's it's important, man. Well, you can tell it's a special relationship, and I'm happy for both of y'all. The wedding coming Thank up, you. that'll Thank be super you. cool. I, I lied because I'm bad at math. This is the last question. You're good, man. I'm, um, I got nowhere to be. All right. Well, we'll do this for three hours then. Um, just kidding. So it turns into a Rogan podcast. Yeah, exactly. We'll be smoking cigars and probably talking about stuff that's not mental health, uh, yeah. mental health related. Uh, advice you would give to a younger you, a, a young aspiring musician, someone that's in college, started rapping in their dorm room or singing and recording it for the first time and wants to follow in your footsteps. Yeah, you know, I, I think I touched on this earlier. I always tell people, do what you love, right? And do it as a hobby and don't let anyone discourage you, right? Like yeah. you're, you're, I don't want to say you're going to suck at first, but you're not going to be as good as you will be right. a year from then or two years from then. And, you know, if you if you want to make music or you want start doing it start releasing it have yeah. your friends listen to it it like 10 like you get 10 plays on your first song amazing the next time try to get 20 plays you know yeah. um and just you know stay focused on what what you want to do and have realistic expectations right nothing happens overnight when you see an artist blow up you know, it, it didn't happen overnight. Like may, right. maybe they just started to come on your radar on social media or whatever, but they've been putting in the work for a long time. And so it's just making sure that you don't get discouraged by outside factors and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, just make sure that you, you're doing it because you love it. Well, D, this has been fun, man. I really appreciate, appreciate it. You, brother. It's been a good time, great conversation. Jenny's song is out now. You're going to have a bunch of new music coming out this yep. summer, and we'll see everybody out here next week on The Mental Game. And that was an awesome conversation with David about his music career and mental health. And that new music he was talking about at the end of the episode is actually out now. So go search David Morris on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your music from. He has some great new songs out, so go give David's music a listen. And thanks again to Dee for coming on The Mental Game. Next week, we have another surprise guest here on the podcast, and it is one of the biggest personalities in the NFL. That is your one hint, and we'll see everybody back here next week on The Mental Game. (laughs) 